0: So we waste so much money by not being organized. So that's one cost is financial. Um, Another one is the emotional cost. Oh God. So this is, you know, the, the overwhelm, the stress, um, the guilt or remorse, you know, you, you hang on to things, you can't get rid of them because you're afraid, you know, so and so will get upset, whatever.
1: Hey there. I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. If you're a super busy, stressed-out mom... Looking to minimize self-doubts, challenge unrealistic expectations, and confront negative self-talk, all while increasing your self-confidence, then you already know that you have to stop feeling inadequate and fully believe in yourself. That's where the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program can help. In just eight weeks, you can transform your inner critic to become your biggest cheerleader, you will learn proven methods to stop negative self-talk, break the cycle of negative thinking, and shift your self-beliefs to ones that serve you. Start treating yourself with kindness and compassion and grow your self-esteem and confidence by enrolling in the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program today. You can find the link in the show notes of today's episode. Today on the Moms Without Keeps podcast, we have Brenda Tringali. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Thank you. Brenda is a professional organizer and productivity pro who can help transform your overwhelm to order. She helps people eliminate the excess from their lives so they can focus on what's most important to them. Clutter, whether physical, mental, schedule, digital, or paperwork is no problem for Brenda. And today she's going to share with us some tips for simplifying and getting organized despite our busy schedule. So welcome to the show, Brenda. I'm so happy to have you here.
0: Thank you so much, Andy, And I'm, I'm so uh, blessed and uh, honored to be here. So thank you.
1: Awesome. So Brenda, well, before we dive into today's topic, mm-hmm. share with us more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Sure. Uh,
0: so let's see. Uh, I actually, um, this is my third act or my third career, I'll say. Um uh so I my my first job right out of college was a social worker and I did that oh. for a few years. Yeah. yeah, I actually worked with families who had um whose children were abused or neglected. So that was really, really um a tough job. I lasted three years though.
1: Okay.
0: Um and then I transitioned into human resources and I actually did that for 30 years.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, I know when
0: I say that I'm like, but how can that be I'm only 21? But <laughs> um 30 years and I loved it. Um and I eventually worked in an agency where I placed people in jobs. I did that for 15 years. And I loved what I did. But honestly, I just wasn't getting the satisfaction. I knew that I could help people on a deeper level, on a different level. Um, so I, I knew in my heart that I wanted to become a pref- professional organizer. I never, I don't remember the aha moment when I heard about it, Ani. But um, I thought that's something I really want to do. So I finally was in a situation at one point in my life um where I was able to make the switch I downsized my life so I got rid of the big house the big mortgage all those things that were keeping me in the job and uh, yeah it was it was life altering it really Mm -hmm. was and I was able to do this thing that I knew in my heart I needed to do and I wanted to do so I began my, my journey in about 2014 and I've been doing it ever since
1: that's awesome. So, did, had you gone to college for I, social work? Like, do you have a master's? I in did. Social work? So, I
0: actually, I have both a, a bachelor's and a master's. So, okay. excuse me, my master's actually um, was a master of arts. It was not in social work. Um, okay. Yeah, but, uh, and just a really funny story. I was also, at the time, I loved studying Spanish. I think you, you used to be bilingual in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, I, that was one of my, my majors in college. Okay. And, so when I graduated from um, school, I got my job as a social worker, and half of my caseload was working with Hispanic families, which being a social mm-hmm. worker and dealing with families whose children are abused or neglected is mm-hmm. difficult enough. Yes. But having to work with families and literally translate into Spanish, a foreign language, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know,
0: I need to intervene or, ch- you know, it was tough. Right. It, was, it was tough.
1: Right. It was tough.
0: Right. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, um, yeah, so bilingual
1: in Spanish. Okay. And, yeah, when um, you said that, yeah, that was one of my, in my Facebook groups, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I totally. did the two juice and a liar. Two, yeah, and that yeah. was one of them. At one time, I was fascinated by languages, and in, yes. so I took all of them, and then yeah. in college, I took some yeah. and studied abroad and stuff. Like, I, yeah. I was, loved. but nowadays, I was doing my, my son's Spanish work the other day. Oh, amazing myself. He's like, all right, that's enough, Bob. I'm like, but I oh, can't that's funny. back to me. Like, <laughs> uh, that is so funny. So that was great that you were able to use that. I,
0: I was. And then once I decided to make the move to organizing, I knew I needed the training. So I didn't, so my, um, so I immediately jumped into classes. So I joined NAPO, which is an acronym for the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. And I just started taking classes immediately and I, and, um, you know, achieve like the initial certificates that they recommend. Mm. And every class I took, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do.
1: It was just amazing. Um, So I just love the field. So, Brenda, I'm curious before you yeah. downsized, like before you yeah. started becoming a minimalist, yes. right? Do, yeah. you, do yeah. you consider yourself a minimalist? You know, I don't. So, uh, I definitely could become
0: more of a minimalist. And maybe you or maybe some of your readers can relate to this. So, I'm married, husband number two, 19 years, very happy. <laughs> um, and he is not a minimalist. Okay. So it's, it's really that slippery slope where I could downsize and live in even a much smaller space. I could have less stuff. So it's that compromise yes. that we go through each and every day with our loved ones. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But it but wouldn't be
1: comfortable for him to downsize yeah, anymore. Right, sure, Right. Right. Sure. So right. before you, before you downsize yeah. then, Were you organized? Like, was that always part of your life? So I was
0: organized. So uh, I take after my mom. She was a little um, uh, OCD, a little anal. You know, I was very organized, but I had more stuff.
1: So it was organized clutter. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and we lived before we downsized. We lived in a three thousand square foot home. Okay. And then we downsized to a 1,000 square foot home.
1: Wow, that was a huge jump. Huge, huge... huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, if we have time later, I'll give you one example of the, like one of the things. It was so difficult for me to downsize my kids' stuff. Mm-hmm. And I bet that's big for your audience. Yes. It's very. I'm very yeah. sentimental, very emotional. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's tough.
1: Right. I mean, one of the things like the school papers and all yeah. of those mementos yeah. that I find would be the hardest. Yeah. I have a hope chest full of things. And yeah. And I often think like about downsizing, but the photos like there are right. a lot of things that and and just I mean, just going through my house, like I feel like I'm not by any means. Right. Um, a minimalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. know that I could downsize a lot more as yeah. well, but with kids, it's especially hard.
0: It's hard. And if I could tell you really briefly what I did with, with, with my kids. Sure. So I actually, my husband and I have seven kids all together. So uh, his, hers and mine. So I have two, he has five. So we have seven. Okay. But with my kids growing up, I, same thing, um, their papers. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that was great. That was, I'm going to keep this, keep this, keep this. So what I would do is, and I don't remember the frequency, but I would collect them all. And then at the end of each school year, I had a three inch binder and I would keep the best of the best. Like a so portfolio. I would keep the report cards, the best academic papers, the best drawings, mm-hmm. the best, whatever. And so for each of my two children, I had a three inch binder for each year of school, starting with pre-K. All right. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> and Okay, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, because we actually had to do that in Pennsylvania, I was homeschooling before we had moved to Montana. And that was part of the school district's requirements to to hand in an end of the year portfolio. And that's exactly what we did. We went through and, like, I had a list of like field trips that we took and books that we read, and then any of like their best work, artwork, things like that. And we just chose like, yeah, we didn't put everything in there. We chose the best. But then, so i've got two older kids at 18 and 22 and they're out of the house but i still have their binders and we only homeschooled a few years so i can only imagine if we did it every year (laughs) yeah i had these big binders and i dropped them off to my like i dropped our older daughters off and she just put them in her garage i'm like this is funny like i saved those and it really did not mean anything like after that year right she she looks at it for like what five seconds and they're like this is great mom but yeah what yeah, are we going to
0: no. do with this? <laughs> I know. Well, and it's funny because when we were downsizing at, at one point, um, once we moved into the 1,000 square foot unit, I did still have a storage unit mm-hmm. um, where we kept some stuff that wouldn't fit. So, um, but then we moved to Myrtle Beach. So we were up in Massachusetts. Okay. Myrtle Beach. So at that point, I really needed to downsize. We didn't right. want to pay mandatory. to move all that stuff. So I called up my two kids. And um, I said, okay, this is it. I have these binders that I have had for you a million years and I cannot bring them to Myrtle Beach with me. It was very important to me that I create these binders and create these memories for you so you could look back and I want to I go through them with you. I want to schedule some yeah. time and we'll go through them together. And they said, okay, that's fine. So I started with my daughter first, who's very sentimental. <laughs> and we literally sat on the floor in the storage unit. Okay. We went through together, (laughs) we went through her binders. And Ani, when I tell you, my eyes are filling up. We laughed, we cried. It was such Mm -hmm. a beautiful experience. Um, that I would recommend to anyone, Love but I, I knew yeah. I needed to let go, mm-hmm. and I said, mm-hmm. "You just keep whatever you want. If you want to toss it, that's fine, whatever." And she kept quite a few things, but something a lot she tossed, right? Right. right. All right. So we finished. It was beautiful. So I then called my son and I said, "Okay, hon, I just had this wonderful experience <laughs> with your sister." And I can only I'm imagine how that went. <laughs> and he said on the phone, he said to me, "Oh, you can just toss it." And I went, <laughs> a yeah. tender moment with <laughs> and, and I said, "I'm sorry, honey, I think we have a bad connection on the cell phone. I thought so the lesson what it's lesson did I learn? Too. That was one of my first critical lessons. Don't save things that you assume your loved ones want, and that was such an eye opening experience. Mm-hmm. So many people do that these days,
1: yeah. It's true. It's true. I have stuff up in our attic. Yeah. Things I'm like, oh, my grandchildren (laughs) someday, you know. Yeah.
0: You know, I I always tell clients if you have something you think that your child or grandchild would want, whatever, take pictures, text it to them, get an answer right now. Yes, no, or maybe. And then we
1: can deal with it. Don't put it off. Don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. So, Let's, let's get back into to what's, what we're talking about today. So the organization, although it was on the same topic. But yeah, it was, yeah. What, what do you find are the costs of not being organized? Oh, God. So there
0: are so many different costs. And I'll, I'll just run through a few of them, if that's OK. Sure. So um, first of all, the financial cost. All right. So what we, if, we're, if we're not organized, we pay for late fees, right? Credit cards, whatever. Convenience fees at the bank. Um, so many people, when I help them get organized, we find cash gift cards, gift certificates. So lost money, um, uh, missed appointments, um, subscriptions that you sign up for that you never use right um there's common ones buying duplicates of items that you already have but can't find so maybe duplicates or triplicates whatever okay um it's um extra so if you think you have something you can't find it you have to go back to the market or the store so now you're wasting time you're wasting money yeah and Um, usually
1: then it's it's funny how that happens because whenever i have done that we end up finding it very yes, shortly yes, afterwards. As yes. <laughs> soon like, we can comma, buy a new thing, right? yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, a big one is so many people have storage units. Yes, that, that's what I, I was thinking. I had one, I did, mm. um, but think of all that money that you're Which throwing store out. stuff. And they, they don't even know what's in it most of the time. Honestly, right. they have no idea what they're storing, yeah. Um, it, so it's, it's lots of like last minute premium fee. So we waste so much money by not being organized. So that's one cost is financial. Um, another one is the emotional cost. Oh God. So this is, you know, the, the overwhelm, the stress, um, the guilt or remorse, you know, you, you hang on to things, you can't get rid of them because you're afraid, you know, so-and-so will get upset, whatever. Um, the embarrassment, I know someone, I know many people who embarrassed who cannot have Family or friends or business associates over either to their home or to their office because it's a mess. Right, um, right. There's you know that feeling of being out of control. Uh, they don't feel confident. So there is just you know depression, anxiety, so many emotional costs, which um, you know to me are, are worse than the financial.
1: Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, it really so, takes a toll on your mental health. It really,
0: it really does. it's exhausting. The, mm-hmm. the clutter is is it just weighs us down and it's just exhausting. Yes. Um, so those are some of the emotional cause. Um, physical. So some people suffer, they're so upset, um, so overwhelmed, they can't sleep, right? Sleep okay. is very important. Um,
1: mm-hmm. um, so the stress and, and the worry. Yeah, and yeah, yeah,
0: you just can't sleep at night. Um, another one is an unhealthy diet. And um, I saw a stat, it's not actual stat, but research indicates that People who live in a cluttered environment typically choose unhealthy snacks versus those who are in an orderly. Oh, that's environment. interesting. It is yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I, it, I have to tell you, it's so true. When I work in my clients' homes, they have all this yeah. junk food and whatever. Mm. Um, another one could for another health issue, respiratory issues. I mean, I work with um, some hoarders; it's not my ideal client, but some, and uh, dust, and you know all those things that come with a lot right. of clutter. You can't clean right. Up
1: um right there's now, no way you can clean all those piles and all, yeah, the, you can, all those you nooks and crannies the, yeah. yeah you
0: can't get in the corners or you know whatever mm. um you know another one is and i don't know if this happens to you or not but if i have clutter it literally zaps my energy like yeah right like yes, it's, I, it's just, I yeah that. and that's physical it's not just emotional mm. it's physical in
1: my right life. when your environment is in such yeah. disarray right. it, it can't help but zap that energy yeah. from you yeah
0: yeah Um, we've talked about stress, you know, high blood pressure, exhaustion, you know, things like that. So there are a lot of physical costs that come along with it. Okay. Um, And another one for me is a big one. So I'm very neurotic about wasting time. I Mm -hmm. hate wasting time. So you waste so much time by not being organized because you, you're looking for things that you can't find. Right. Again, you may have to go to the store to rebuy things. Um, Maybe if you're not organized, you keep. You waste so much time by procrastinating, (laughs) doing the things. It's just procrastinate, looking for those things, like just yeah, putting it off. Yeah, and and people don't realize it. I have a I have clients who think they're organized, so they reorganize their clutter. They never get rid of (laughs) it.
1: I feel like I'm guilty of that. No, I'm guilty. I'm like, am I organized clutter?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, and I think we all are to some degree because we're we're taught not taught. We, we, it's just habit. We just move things around and we think we're organizing, but mm-hmm. we're not, we have to purge. That's critical. Right. And then another thing, because we're not getting rid of things, it's taking us longer. So again, it, the time cost of cleaning
1: because yeah. we have to- and Taking care of the stuff. Taking
0: care, yeah.
1: Right.
0: Um, another huge cost, in my opinion, is, and people don't even think about this, but it's so true, a person's reputation. So whether it's personal or professional, so, if you're one of these people that, um, you know, you're unprepared for meetings or you're always showing up late, or you you commit to do things and then you don't follow up, so many people are going to say, oh, well, I'll never work with that person again, or I'll never ask them to do that because they don't follow through. Sure, um, and yeah. if, if you own your own business, that can really impact you in a number of ways, right? People won't want to do business with you. I hear of right. so many people that call, um, contractors or whatever they never get calls back you know and it could just be that the person is not organized but right. you know they, they get a bad reputation so I yeah think those oh are i really
1: totally important. see all of that yeah I see those all those not. costs come come up
0: yeah and people just don't realize it
1: mm-hmm. yeah that that is an actual extension of the yeah. disorganization yeah
0: yeah okay yeah. so i think that's that's kind of sums up the, the costs Okay,
1: So you mentioned, I mean, some of this is going to overlap, but what are some of the real life experiences or problems that some of your clients experience because of that? I mean, you mentioned the health problems and that, that wasting of time. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other things that you see that, that come up?
0: So, and, and I'll just, as I thought about this, I thought, how should I do this? And then I just thought about maybe doing it uh, maybe, I don't want to say room to room, but again, in a way that people I think could relate to it. So just for example, in people's kitchen. So what I see a lot is so many expired food items, Um, you know, so, and I don't know if you want actual solutions for what we can do for these or. or
1: Sure. Yeah. And I'm really curious about like, where do you start when you, when, when somebody calls you and you said that hoarders aren't your ideal client, you know, when your ideal client does contact you and they're in that state of disarray and like just stressed out. Yeah. Do you start with the purging or where do you actually start there?
0: Yeah, excellent question. So I always do um, a consultation because I so I'm a visual person. That's how I learn. That's how I I understand things. And um, although I can do them via video, via Zoom, whatever, Mm -hmm. I love walking through a home because in my opinion, you can really get even more information. So I'll go to the home and I'll give them the agenda right up front. One of the first things is, okay, tell me about your problem areas and walk me to those rooms or to those spaces or areas so I can physically see what you're talking about. And so we do, we walk from room to room, and sometimes there's a list of only two things. Sometimes there's a list of 20,
1: 20 um, rooms or 20 rooms or 20, 20 areas, 20,
0: areas, okay. 20 projects. Okay. So For example, one could be the home office. Okay. Um, and it could be physical like paperwork. on the yeah. desk, but, And the paperwork is a whole nother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> as I have this
0: whole, good yeah. thing this is on Zoom because I, I have a whole pile of papers next to yeah, this. I can't paper. see it. You look very organized to me. <laughs> 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 um, so, the, and then as we're walking through, so I'm very big on ABC. I like to keep things very simple. So as we're walking through, I ask them, okay, you know, just off the top of your head, you said the kitchen, uh, you want to help with the cl- kitchen. Is it an A, B, or C? A means top priority. You really need my help with that. Um, C, it's not that bad. And B is somewhere in the middle. So I have them read okay. as we walk through the house. Um, and then at the end, once we've gone through all the all the rooms, all the project areas, we sit down and I say, okay, this is what I have for a list of your A's, mm-hmm. you know, and I go through everything. And then I say, let's, let's make sure your rating is clear. Let's make sure you don't want to change anything. So we summarize everything. And then I say, okay, of all your A's, let's prioritize. What is really causing you the most angst, aggravation? It's really impacting your ability to um, live simply and well and be effective. So based on that prioritize uh, prioritization, We're able to determine where to start, which room or which space, which area to start with. It could be paperwork, it could be the kitchen, Uh, so it varies from person to person.
1: Brenda, I imagine that is it difficult for them to prioritize that. Um, So,
0: so it's easier when I'm with them, when I guide them, because um, they wouldn't do it on their own, right? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Right. And so I try to help people put things into perspective. Okay. Uh, Yeah. um, What do you say? Everything is important. No, everything can't be important. And what a tool that I use is when there are too many options, say, say they had a list of 20 things they wanted help with and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to compare only two at a time of the paperwork or the kitchen, which is the highest. So once yeah. they pick one, let's say paperwork. Okay. Between the paperwork and the living room,
1: which is the higher. Okay. my me of it like done. A or B? I mean, B yeah.
0: it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a very simple person. <laughs>
1: I like to think very, very,
0: you know, simplistically. Mm-hmm. And so I, and so that's what I, how I do it with my clients. And it seems to work.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I imagine it would work. I mean, yeah. and, and you face this entire business. Right. Your entire business yeah. is based on simplicity it and making it things is. simpler for people. Yeah.
0: It is. Yeah. So then once they've identified their top priority, then we just get in more detail about how, you know, the plan, how we're going to tackle that. I usually put together a project plan with okay. them. Um, I documented a spreadsheet and, you know, document, we do a brain dump of the steps and, and all these different things. And, um, because I'm a very, um, Step by step person, and I like to check things off when they're done. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my clients are like that as well. And and by breaking it down into each of the steps, it doesn't feel as overwhelming.
1: Right, right, sure. um, And did you start the online when COVID hit? No, I was doing it before before then. I was actually
0: doing it before then. Yeah, um, COVID certainly helped.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because people still lived in their disorganization. (laughs) Created stress and even more so because then they were i'm sure your business like because they were home and they were like all right we've got to get something changing here
0: yeah and once covid subsided to the point where people felt more comfortable letting others into Mm -hmm. their home then i mean my business just exploded yeah
1: that's great that's great yeah. so let's get back to some strategies okay. and some okay. tips sure on you know you you started with the refrigerator I don't know if yeah. you want to go back to that Well,
0: so I guess the kitchen yeah so um you know one of the tips that I use you know stupid examples but um and I, so tell me if you want me to move on to another subject or whatever I'll just give you a few for each How's okay that? um for example the refrigerator so there's a lot of perishable things in the refrigerator yogurt whatever so one of the things I do when I buy yogurt is, um, first of all, when I'm in the market trying to buy it, I get very aggravated because you can hardly see the little expiration dates, right? Right. It drives me crazy. (laughs) As soon as I get home, I grab my my permanent marker. I put it in big letters, I mean, big numbers. So it's very easy to know which ones are expiring first. Mm -hmm. And I put them in order in my refrigerator. So the ones expiring first are in the front. Okay. And and I will sometimes even put expiration dates on my non-perishables in my food pantry. So that's okay. just one tip that I think people can, can do to save money. The same theory applies to um, things that I freeze, meat or whatever. I'll put the date so that I, I know which ones to buy first. Um, let me see what else. Um, oh, another big, uh, another area. It's, it's huge, actually, in the kitchen. This will be the last Are one. Are we going to say
1: Containers. No, oh. <laughs> and if you want me to. <laughs> my container enough? the cabinet is always a mess. It's always it, something that gets oh, a Yeah. So <laughs> no. When they're looking for extra money, I say, go organize a container cabinet. There you go, Right. <laughs> good. good.
0: Um, another one is so many people, and I think you've talked about this in, in a podcast, but number one, they they don't have a shopping list. Okay, you have to have a shopping list, in my opinion. And yeah, actually mine is digital, it's on my phone. So it's always with me, always. Okay. But- a lot of people don't keep an inventory of what they have. So mm-hmm. what happens is they go to the market. They don't know what they have. So they buy more. If it's mm-hmm. perishable, again, you're going to have more waste. So, um, you know, I tell people to keep in some kind of inventory. And and if you don't have, if you don't have the bandwidth to do an inventory, um, maybe just take a picture of your fridge, the inside of your fridge. cabinet.
1: Nowadays, they make those smart refrigerators. When, uh, when we were shopping, they're pretty pricey. But yeah, the last sure. time we were shopping for a refrigerator, there's an actual refrigerator that you can, you know, it's all like Wi-Fi enabled, there, right? And you can actually ask them, like, "Hey, do I have ketchup?" or whatever it is, and they will s- scan your oh refrigerator. It has become pretty high tech. We don't have one of those. Yeah, but I know that that exists. That's crazy. <laughs> that is
0: crazy. Uh, but anyway, but,
1: but last, oh, this take a picture. Take a picture if you don't have that band. <laughs> Yeah
0: yeah yeah and then containers i'll just give you one tip um and uh, so i typically typically my primary containers all have the same lid same size lid oh. so they're different heights right yeah. small medium yeah. large so that i keep the lids in one place the containers stack because they're all the same mm-hmm. size, mm-hmm. and it is it, little to no chaos
1: yeah so yeah and that's that's where it comes down to probably purging for me like making yeah, sure that i'm pur- not and a while right. though, a few years ago i did do that because i wanted to switch over to some glass yeah like, this, yep. this is just glass because of the dangers yeah. of plastic yeah. but then yep. of course the plastic snuck back in yeah. and i do have plastic again i'm like okay yeah. this needs to be, be purged again like yeah. it's just a constant not constant but something that i do have to stay on top of right. so yeah. that it doesn't become overwhelming again you have
0: to yeah you have Mm. to absolutely yeah
1: all right so that's the kitchen
0: that's the kitchen (laughs) Uh, and this is kind of related to the kitchen but meal planning all right oh
1: yeah
0: right so and i think that's a huge problem for people Mm -hmm. um at least what i've seen so um a lot of people don't not only do they not go with a with a shopping list but they don't go with a plan right so they don't you're big on planning i'm big on planning plan what the meals are going to be for the week for the most part um so i tell people plan your meals for the week before you go food shopping based on the um, inventory the inventory that you have <laughs> in your house right yeah oh and many people don't do that and then then that leads to more expiration of right. food and that leads to wasting more money if you don't do that and then right. um obviously you can plan meals based on what's on sale at the market so i do, mm-hmm. both. I do a combination yeah. of both yeah um, another one that uh, is huge, is um, so recipes. I'll, I have so many clients that collect either rec- or cookbooks, cookbooks which is thick cookbooks mm-hmm. and they I have a client that probably has 100.
1: And um, how many times do they actually look at them? Right. Never.
0: <laughs> they, never they never cook anything from right. it. And right. why? Why? Because when they go to the market, they don't have the recipe with them. Yeah. Right? Or I have a lot of clients that rip them out of magazines and save them. But same thing. They're not in any order. and They're mm. just in a pile. Right. Um, so I recommend it. I, I love teaching classes. Um, and I recently taught a class on Evernote. I don't know. Are you
1: familiar? Okay. With yeah. And mm-hmm. so
0: it's, it's an app. Um, what I do is I take pictures of recipes
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it is, it, it's amazing. <laughs> um, it will do a, a, a keyword search on you. So when I'm at the market, I know chicken is on sale. I'll say, and maybe I haven't decided what I, what I want to do with it. I'll right. just go into my Evernote app and type in the word chicken and all my chicken recipes will pull up and nice. I'll have the, the, the recipe right there with all the ingredients. Right. So that's right. a huge time saver that it people may, yeah. may not realize. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. I'm
1: always screen shoot. Like I have probably 10 cookbooks and I, they've definitely dwindled down over the years, cool. but even yeah. those 10, like yeah. I think often, like I need to just get rid of these because I always just look them up. Like nowadays I just look up recipes. It's so easy. Like the chicken, like just Google chicken. And, you know, there's so many recipes there and I'll just screenshot it or bookmark it on my phone. Right. But I just, I, about the past year, I started doing that inventory, like shopping, meal planning off of the inventory because there was, I was, I was running into that same thing where like expiration dates or like buying duplicates and those kind of things. And I'm like, this is crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great um and so I think that's that's kind of it for meal planning Um, okay I have a couple for just like kind of general educating ourselves and I'll just give you a couple of examples so convenience fees so a lot of so I I don't I never use ATMs okay Mm -hmm. I used to but I don't anymore but a lot of people don't even pay attention to if they're um, you know, if they're going to be charging a fee, if you get one that's outside the network or, or whatever. And so this may sound silly, but just educate yourself, find out which ones are in network, go to those, or better yet make sure you have enough cash put aside so you don't have to, but that doesn't always right. happen. But so educate yourself on that. And then the other one is bank fees. You know, they charge fees mm-hmm. for this. Just educate yourself. And you know what? It, it may take a little, what, a half hour, an hour, whatever, but you'll save yourself time and money in the long yes, run. Yes, in
1: the that long happens. run, right? We're playing this for the long game.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I would talk about home office and paperwork. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people do not have adequate filing systems. So now, when I say adequate, I don't judge people. Everyone is is unique. So what's good? What works for me may not work for you. May not work for someone else.
1: Right. So you're not talking about like a big filing cabinet.
0: Yeah. So so it's really whatever works for the person, so they can Mm -hmm. find what they want and need. But um, you know, a lot of people don't have that. So I always say, you know, create create a system that works for you. And you know what? It's not going to be perfect the first time. You're going to have to tweak it. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the key principles in organizing is everything should have a home. All right right paperwork has a home I, it, so many people homes i go into they packed style and excuse me piles of paperwork mm-hmm. and and they're um they're vertical piles so you can't find things right versus at least if you take the time and put them in say file folders mm-hmm. so they're horizontal and you can label them and go through them right uh, create a home for them so that that's one um you know a lot of people don't have a, a home for their paperwork so I, it doesn't have to be a filing cabinet, but get something that works for you. It could be a portable thing that works, right? Mm-hmm. That you can carry from room to room. Again, create a, a home or a central location. Um, another one, if you do have a filing cabinet, a lot of people's cabinets are so stuffed, right?
1: That, well, that's what I'm thinking of. Like in my own files, like I yep. have like a, a tote that I put the yep. files in, but that's the thing, keeping up with that and like continually going through it, like maybe once a year, but like making that time, yeah to purge and, and assess it and see like, okay, what, what tweaking does need to get done.
0: Right. And what, so what works for me, it may not work for you, but Mm -hmm. to me, it's a logical time to do this. And it's uh, in January.
1: Okay. Once I've gotten all the year
0: end stuff and I'm getting the tax stuff, that's when I transition. And so I keep um, the, the paperwork that I need readily available next to me in a filing cabinet okay okay the older paperwork that i that i'm not ready to get rid of yet i keep uh, i archive it. it's in a um a banker's box or whatever bin a plastic bin actually okay and it's further away in a closet mm-hmm. so i have it but it's not taking up valuable what i like to refer to as real estate okay in my cabinet so my cabinet,
1: mm-hmm. so it's my
0: cabinet it, it, um at uh, the name of my business is at your fingertips Mm -hmm. Uh, my cabin is where I keep the things that I need to be at my fingertips. Okay, You've got to make that differentiation, but always once a year or whenever, clean out the stuff you no longer need, either recycle it, purge it, shred it, whatever you have to do.
1: Right. Right. I constantly have, I have two bags upstairs. Like I'm always toting stuff to the thrift store. Like it's a constant with so many kids and everything. Like, um, I just keep bags in the laundry room and as they're going through like miss clothes, like, and I, over the years, I definitely have kept less clothes because by the time, like when my oldest kid, we would laugh because when she was little, our second one would always get hand-me-downs. And our yeah. first one, I remember, oh. she was like five or six, and she yeah. was crying that she wanted hand-me-downs. Like, why oh. does it my oh. husband I'm like what kid wants? It's so funny. So I used to save almost all of my clothes. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, like five things, because by the time it gets to the next kid, it's different style. Like half the time, they don't even like more than half the time. They don't even like those clothes. Right. Right. So it was pointless for me to be yes. saving so many clothes and right. so many things, and we went through moves with these big toes. <laughs> yeah, like I think of all of that time that was right. wasted and energy. energy. Yeah,
0: it's so true. And the, the older we get, the smarter we get. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's crazy. lessons learned
0: yeah lessons learned mm-hmm. but um yes yeah, so we talked about the overstuffed filing cabinets um another one is um so for people who do set up files uh again i do not i don't recommend a certain naming convention to name files hanging folders or whatever mm-hmm. because I, if i remember something one way you may remember it another way mm-hmm. i have recommendations but what it's whatever works for the person but It should be consistent, again, so that you can easily find things. And then I even take it a step further for people. Most people have not only paper files, but also digital files. And I recommend that those naming conventions match. So that if you have something called insurance in your filing cabinet, paper files, and maybe so a folder, folder called insurance, and then maybe a subfolder, home insurance, life insurance, you know. So right. the word insurance is always first, right? And then the next one is the the subfolder. So have that match both your paper and your your digital files, and then it's the, again simple, easier to find
1: things. That makes. That makes a lot of sense right yeah. back to that simpler simpler yeah, the yeah, better simple.
0: so you know i make fun of myself i say i tell my clients i need things idiot proof for myself yeah. and <laughs> true, it, you mm. know I, I know it's self deprivating deprecating but i just i just need things very yeah
1: different. yeah so so Let's um this interview has been yes. so helpful and I feel like we can talk for I could do know. like part two and part yeah. three. No, no, no. I know, I know. Sorry. Sorry. No, no need to <laughs> apologize. It's just <laughs> so interesting and I know you have you're so informative and have so much Thank wisdom to impart. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the Superwoman cape and take care of themselves. There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. How do you recharge and refresh and get back to being yourself
0: so I so I have um I guess honestly daily routines that I truly try to stick to because I find that when I don't um I I'm just off kilter the the whole day is is gone and so, um, you know, I do have to have my my one cup of high test coffee in the morning. I apologize, this one, but then <laughs> I immediately will drink my my tall glass of iced water to hydrate because I haven't had anything to drink for seven or eight hours, and I'm I'm depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, I I pray. I'm a spiritual person. I pray. Um, I spend some quiet time um, planning and journaling. Not a lot mm-hmm. of time, but re and and but I combine it with with plan, like my schedule and and projects. So it's, it's all tied together. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what did I accomplish? What didn't I accomplish? What do I need to do differently today? Or, you know, what what risk do I need to take, take whatever. And another self-care is, uh, I believe whatever we put into our bodies has to be nutritious. So I, I really try to, you know, have things that are very nutritious and uh, not snacks, no junk food. I do mm. cheat once in a while, but, um, <laughs> and I just, I do everything intentionally. Um, I, I, there's always a why, you know, my husband will say, well, why did you do that? Or, you know, and I'll say, mm. I'll tell you why was
1: basically... <laughs> I've already reflected on it.
0: <laughs> and, and I skip, I actually skip not the most important one, but I try to make time every day for my health. So I, I try to do cardio, um, Uh, strength training and yoga i love yoga Uh, and uh, yeah so that's how those are my that's my routine that's awesome daily okay yeah and then um if i've completed a project i'll build in a a reward for a big project that i'm kind of dreading
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: so i'll I'll identify that before i start the project so once i achieve it then i i celebrate
1: yeah celebrate by giving yourself that reward yeah Yeah. we need that (laughs) We (laughs) we do we do so what book would you recommend brenda to all of the listeners
0: so i am such a nerd okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry um i actually pulled it out because of course i have my 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 copy handy and it's this is probably an older version but getting things done by david allen okay um so it's productivity and Mm -hmm. again i just i'm I'm neurotic about getting as much done as i can in a day planning um, not wasting time so that is my favorite book
1: so getting the most out of out of your time getting the most it, it, out which, of every
0: minute yeah yep. and out of my life you know sure. we only yeah. so many minutes days whatever left and it's trying to get as much done as I really want and spend spend quality time with people that I love
1: yes yeah yep. so where can listeners find you Brenda
0: so they can go to my uh, website which is at your fingertips organizing Okay. And they can also find me on uh, LinkedIn. Um, and I'm typically there though. I am, I go by my, uh, my name. So Brenda Tringali, I do have a business page, but I just, um, I don't, I'm not there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I also have a YouTube, uh, channel and okay. it's AYF organizing. So the AYF obviously stands for at your fingertips.
1: Okay. All right. And all of Brenda's information is going to be found in today's show notes or in the show notes of today's episode. So definitely go and check her out. Brenda, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.